Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, Matt. How are you? Life is grand, starting on another good year. It's another good year. And the bar is set really low for 2021. Uh, <laughs> it's, if, you, if you're a year, this is the year to be a year. <laughs> There's actually a, fun, a funny ad. I can't remember, like, the dating site, like, Match.com or something, and it's like, the devil is dating 2020. Oh, there you and go. And so, like, 2020 is a person, a, a woman that he's dating. So it's kind of funny. And she's, she's the devil, right? And, you know, 2021, I've met her. She's, she's way too sweet for me. <laughs> Let's hope for 2021 being a sweet year. That is it. And it is going to be a sweet year. Because we're going to talk it's about three ways to increase your profits in 2021. I love it. Episode 107. I can't believe we're at 107. Three ways to increase your profit in 2021. So usually at the beginning of the year, you know, we talk a little bit about goal setting and setting up your, your, your vision and your goals for the year and what kind of profits and revenue and growth you want to have this year. And so we thought it'd be good to start off on just, you know, talk about your bottom line. How would you increase your profit? So three best ways to increase your profit uh, to start the year off. So I'll start off. The, the first category would be uh, maximize your existing margins. All right. And what I mean by that was I was talking to one of my um, clients. This was maybe Monday. And the idea would be, and it was, you know, what's your ideal client? What's your best product? What's your best service that you offer? And he's like, what do you mean? I, you know, he does three different things. Okay, let's call them three different things. And I was like, well, you know, which one do you make the most money on that takes the least amount of time? He's like, well, it's all revenue for me. I said, well, well, no, it isn't. It, 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 all revenue is not created equal. We've had this conversation before. Um, not all revenue is equal. There could be something that you do a little bit of and you make a lot of money. Well, I'll give you an example. I'll, use it, I'll give you an example. So you take a gas station. Well, when you drive up to the gas pump, that's a very low margin item for a gas station. Yes. They want to get you in the door. Their whole goal is to get you in the door. That's why these gas stations are getting bigger and bigger because once they get you in the door, they can really make some money. And so it's the same thing. So not all revenues created equal. They, they do millions of dollars at the pump and they make the percentages are so small. So their goal is to get you in the door and buy that candy bar for $1.59 that costs them 40 cents and so now they make the big margins and if they can do that a thousand times a day completely different than selling the same amount of fuel so not all revenue is created equal we'll say that say it that way he's exactly right and, and and we've talked about um not only there's so there's certain products you sell or services that you offer that are money makers higher profit margin items right we've talked about this before about value added bonuses and so could we talked about, would you like fries with that? Do you want to supersize that? So we talked about upselling and cross-selling and increasing. Uh, those are all along the same lines of your, your highest margin. Well, it would be great if I sold the basic product and then I upgraded 25% of them to the, the next level of service, right? Right. Something easy to do, but you got to plan on it. You got you to commit to doing it. Um, you've got to have a plan and a structure and a system and a process and a protocol that every time we're going to say, do you want fries with that? Every time we're going to say, do you want an apple pie with that? Every time we're going to say, do you want to supersize that? Every time we're going to say, would you like us to trim the bushes? If they make, if your margin is higher on trimming, bush trimming, if you're a landscaper, would you like us to trim the bushes once a month? And you know, what takes you might take you an hour. You make a lot more money trimming the bushes than you would cutting the lawn. I'm just using that as 
yeah, absolutely. But you got to think of that in advance, and then you got to have a system or a protocol or a process that makes you do it repeatedly, right? We've also talked about in the past, we did that podcast on know your numbers, right? So stop discounting, right? Discounting is not the way to do it. The value-added bonuses is the way to do it, right? Instead of saying 10% off, 20% off, you can do that at certain times. I understand that. But it'd be better if you had, like we said, the value-added bonus. We'll put it. We'll put in a little flowers around the mailbox. You know, that, that's your value-added bonus to your landscape, right? We'll we'll clean the gutters, right? Uh, it gives you a referral opportunity if you're a landscaper, so you could refer out to a roofer, right? Yep. Or that kind of stuff. So that number one would be maximize your existing margins. What is your highest profitable, most um, product that you offer, service you offer? Sell more of that. Or could we add value-added bonuses or could we upsell fries with that or supersize that? So that's number is, one. And this is one of those times that if you don't know your numbers, go back and look at what you what do you make the most profit on and then and then build a system around making that the most sellable item you have. So exactly. everybody moves into that product. Uh, and that's the goal. Everybody moves and preferably automated. Everybody automatically moves into that product if that's your highest margin. Um, and, and so, so we'll, we'll say that's the way to maximize margins and number. You got to know your, you got to know your numbers and then move people into that, into that product for sure. Exactly. Uh, so number two could be just, we're talking about reducing costs, reducing fixed costs and variable costs. So we came out of last year where things were really, really wonky, but the good part about that is we learned what things we need or don't need. Right. And, for example, a lot of people can do business now on Zoom, right? Less travel and entertainment expenses, right? Or opposite, uh, they just actually changed the tax law where we're back to 100% of your meals are able to be written off. We've been at 50% of your meals were written off. I don't know if you knew that or not. That came in the tax law changes just over Christmas. So you can now take somebody to lunch and write off 100% of that meal instead of 50% of that meal. So it's a 100% it's deductible. So just in general, meaning there could be some things that you can cut back on. Last year you did without them. They didn't help your business. They didn't hurt your business, right? Uh, there might be more things you can do. Like we said, let's go take people to lunch. That's a better way to spend my money than some other sort of a Yellow Pages ad or something to that effect, right? Um, Isn't so that funny though, the government and their infinite wisdom when 90% of the country's locked down and nobody can actually go to lunch? We're going to give you a hundred percent deduction on something you can't actually use. That's the government for you. Okay. Let's not get off on a tangent, but I mean, seriously. I find it's humorous. Most people don't even know they did that because, because you're exactly right. Most people say, I, I can't even go to lunch with clients anyway. What are you talking about? Prospects. They don't want to go to lunch. They're in lockdown. You shut all the restaurants down. Precisely. Uh, anyway, so uh, renegotiate and refinance, right? So, you know, your own personal residence. Everybody should be out refinancing their house. That's been going on. It should be going on for six months. If you haven't done it, you should look into it, right? I think a rule of thumb, you could Google this. It's something like 1% less or half a percent less, and you're going to stay in the house more than seven years. You should refinance your house, right? You're getting 3% loans. Uh, I was talking to a client this morning. I think he got something under 3%. I think they're at 2.29 is what uh, rates are being quoted as low as that. I mean, that's pretty low. Oh, that's awesome. So if you got something, you know, three and a half, four percent, you should probably look into refinancing. But you could also look into refinancing your business debt, right? If you got some business debt, you could also refinance your house to use that for your business debt, 
right? So there now is a time to kind of reevaluate your debt when rates are low and, and, and what your interest rates are for the debts you have, most personal like your mortgage, but also for any other business debt. Is there a consolidation that can take place? Uh, renegotiate with suppliers and vendors. Again, every year we kind of look at the you know, beginning of the year, who am I doing business with? Who do I want to do more business with? Who do I want to do less business with? So it's kind of the type of year to uh, reevaluate your relationships, right? Uh, could be everything from, uh, I talk about this, who, who is, you're doing this kind of business, has he ever sent you any referrals? Whatever, let's just say it's a landscaper. Well, if my landscaper never sent me referrals, should I just, can I go to another landscaper who might actually send me referrals for whatever, I'm in the roofing business or whatever business, right? But it could be a reason to change the, the vendor or supplier you're using. Not just price shopping, there could be a referral reason. Well, I'll give you an example. When I had my manufacturing company years back, we went to uh, some of our uh, cabinet manufacturers, electrical cabinet manufacturers, and um, we would say, look, we, we purchased this amount of cabinets um, you know, over a six-month period of time. So why don't we go ahead and, and give you an open PO for that whole six months? You go ahead and build them, and they, and they literally they sent them to us on consignment, and then as we used them, we paid for them, but we got a much better price because we had economies of scale because we bought all six months at one time and they were able to build them all at one time and ship them on their schedule. And so we got a better price. So there are different ways you can go about this depending on the business you're in to negotiate with your suppliers to get the best possible price. Because of course, when you, when you reduce your cost, if what's going out the door remains the same or goes up, well, I know we'll, we'll get to what goes up, um, you, your profit margin goes up substantially. I mean, a 10% increase in your profit margin goes straight in your pocket. So that's why we never recommend discounting. We recommend the opposite, increasing if possible. But we're going to get to that. Yeah, so, so that's what we talk about, you know, manage your spending, spend some stuff. I have this whole exercise where I'll go through like a, a monthly credit card report and go through with like three different colored pens. You know, this is absolutely necessary. This isn't necessary, and, and this is, let me think about it kind of thing, right? So you can go through your monthly credit card, your monthly bank statement and say, you know, where am I spending my money, and, and is this necessary or not necessary? I think that's one thing we've learned, you know, during the last year, during COVID, was, you know, what absolutely is necessary to run your business, and it's probably a lot less than you think it is, right, or think it was, right? Sure. Um, so do that, go through your credit card line by line. Is this necessary? Absolutely. Does it bring me money? Does it service existing clients? Is it just a, a, a bonus, right? Yeah. So, and the final thing we talk about, step number three would be increase your prices. It's the number one thing that small business owners are afraid to do. And it's the number one thing that adds to their bottom line in the quickest, fastest, easiest way, right? And so don't be afraid to boost your prices by 10%, right? You could, again, know your numbers, but in general, you'd have to whatever your number, you'd have to lose a multiple of that, 30% of your clients in order for that to hurt your profit margins, right? Uh, by increasing your 10% profit margin, I'm sorry, increase your price to 10%, like you were saying, that literally goes right to your bottom line. You're a million dollar business, you increase prices by 10%, now you got $100,000 of extra profit, right? That is totally different. So whatever your normal profit margin is, maybe you're a 35% profit margin, right? That's a hundred thousand. You'd have to lose, I think it's like 30 or 40% of your clients in order for that not to be profitable for you. Yeah. Right? Depending on yeah, how, how big each client is, but it's a big number. And if you don't, let's put it this way. If you don't increase your prices, your vendors will, 
because they have to. Everybody's prices go up. Um, some prices fluctuate based around fuel and those type of things. But, you know, your vendors increase their prices in consistently, right. typically three to 5% a year. Yep. So um, what we used to do is we always use the round, like a, we never use the round number. We use like, uh, we increase our prices 6.7%. Okay. Because it sounds like it's a science. We just did it because right, right. It, it made it sound like it was something really meaningful. And But the reality is, um, because it sounded meaningful, we got less pushback on it. We're like, look, our costs, underlying costs have gone up. We have to increase by 6.7% just to remain even. And so, and if you're, you know, the people you're supplying, your, your clients want, want you to remain in business. If they like you and they want to do business with you, they're, they're going to have to allow you to make a profit because if you can't make a profit, why be in business in the first place? Exactly. Right. So boosted by 10%, boosted by 6.7%, boosted by 3%. We've also seen pricing strategies that, that let's say you're a recurring revenue model that, all right, new clients are at this new 10% higher cost. Existing clients are the same. I talked to uh, uh, one of my colleagues uh, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, and he was talking about, he did something in the middle. So new clients are raising prices and he raised prices on his smaller clients. And the idea behind that was the smaller clients, I need to make more money off of them in order for me to service them. So if I raise the price and they leave, great. That just frees up time for me to get a new customer. So I'm going to rate, he raises prices on new clients and small old clients, older clients. And the idea being is I want a certain profit amount or a certain revenue amount per client or per customer. And, if I lose some of them, so what? Because I'm going to get it on the new one. Just a different way to look at the pricing. Doesn't have to be pricing for everybody across the board. Could be new clients only. Could be new clients and smaller old clients. It's kind of an interesting way to think of your pricing. Uh, you and I talked about know your numbers. What all goes into your price? Like you said, your suppliers might be increasing by 6.7% or by 3.2%, right? Yeah. So those price increases literally come right out of your profit margin. If you're only a 10% profit margin and your expenses go up 3%, guess what? Your profit margins are now 7%, right? Came right out of your pocket. Yeah. So you got to know all the expenses that go into your pricing. And right? this is one of those times where you face, if you have those customers, I hate to say it, we, they, you know, most businesses have those customers that you don't particularly gel with is probably the best way to say it. Um, if you raise prices on them, and they leave well that's even better but if if not it makes the the not gelling part a little easier when you raise prices so you can selectively raise prices at times um especially it, it's just easiest to do at the beginning of the year absolutely uh, same thing with your pain in the butt clients right we talked that's what i that's what i mean by not gelling the pain yeah, in the butt exactly. you can you can literally go back and say you know i'm charging 50 percent more for this service and you could come up with your, hey, well, my prices have increased, but really you just, you know, pain in the butt. I'm, I'm happy if they go, but if not, at least I'm making 50% more. So now it's worth my while. I can put up with it a little more, right? So you could easily raise prices on those pain in the butt clients to make it worth your while or to scare them off, which is fine. There's also a premium pricing, right? That, that maybe you don't want to be the cheapest, you know? Uh, we've used this line before with, with my dentist, right? Do you want to be the Lexus or the Jiffy Lube? right? And they say, well, you don't want your teeth done by the Jiffy Lube guy. You want your teeth done by the Mercedes, by the Lexus guy, right? So no, I'm not the cheapest. I'm not the, right? So there's also a price perception of 
no, you, uh, we're, we're, we're an important, we do a good job. The work we do is important. Uh, so there's a perception that could be with your pricing, right? And we mentioned this all, already back up front, which would be your pricing, increasing your pricing, add more value, right? Is that, is that more value, meaning a joint venture partner where you supply a new product? Is that a new service that doesn't really cost you a lot of money? We talk about the teeth whitening. Oh, yeah, we're going to increase your, your daily dental, you know, your, your annual checkup for your dentist. But this time, for this first one, we're going to throw in the teeth whitening for 25% off, right? Yeah. So, so you could add value-added bonuses as you do your price increase. To in, You could add an extra service for those prices. Well, we're increasing our prices by 10%. But now we're doing a 25-point check, checklist on your oil change, right? Uh, just as an example, that perceived value of going through the checklist, right, uh, for the price increase. You know, sometimes uh, I don't think it's considered, but if you're, if you're the lowest price in your category, you kind of look like the lawyer in the leisure suit. You know, you're... you're... <laughs> Better call Saul. <laughs> that's that's it that was the guy i was thinking of the show um you're you're the you're the inexpensive lawyer you don't want to be that i mean by increasing your pricing sometimes it it changes your client's perception of you especially a new client coming on board is they they want people want to associate with success and so, so if you look like you know you're driving the you know the old jalopy car and you know i mean in those type of things because you're not profitable it makes the customer question why they're doing business with you because most people most people have a strong self-esteem so don't be afraid to be more profitable i mean that's that's a, like you said it's a it's a fear that that entrepreneurs have that well if i increase my prices my customers will leave well what kind of customers do you have if you're not able to be profitable i mean this show is profitability md it's all about profitability if you're not able to be profitable, what are you doing in business? You know, I mean, why, why are you afraid your customers will leave? Wouldn't you rather do nothing um, and be broke than to do a whole lot of stuff and be broke? I mean. <laughs> well, some great examples of this is gonna be, there, there are lawyers, divorce lawyers here in town. They only work with $5 million and above, right? There's a, there's a perception there that I'm only handling divorces of families that have, you know, the wife is gonna get $5 million or more. Right, that's that's all I'm taking. So there's perceiving. Well, what do you think she's thinking? She's not thinking that she's that you're the cheapest lawyer, because you only deal with divorces of five million dollars and above. So you have a perceived value by your perceived niche, and you can charge a premium pricing for that. Right? We talked about. I've done an ad campaign for remodelers. Right? Uh, same thing. You just you want it done, or do you want it done right? Right? Uh, that's it. You know. Now your perception of you know, the quality of work you do, right? Don't call us if you want the cheapest kitchen, right? Don't call us if you want the cheapest porch, right? Only call us if you want something unique and special. Only call us if you want, you know, the best, fanciest sunroom, right? So you can have a whole marketing campaign around your premium pricing, which goes back to, again, now your exclusivity, your own niche, your own markets, right? We, we talked to... Um, who was I talking to? This was just the other day. And it's the, you know, in every business, right? You have the do-it-yourselfer, you have the done-for-you service, right? You have, you have the do-it-yourselfer, so anything. Online education, do-it-yourself, uh, done with you, meaning you're doing it with the program. Uh, done-for-you is, uh, I don't want to do it, just do it, right? So everything from, let's use landscaping, right? I can mow my own lawn and I can buy a book on how to have the best-looking lawn, right? I could 
I could uh, have the landscape guy where he does some of it and I do some of it, right? Or I could just hire the landscaper to do everything, including, you know, my guy came out last week to, uh, or earlier this week to lay down pine straw. You know, it's that time of year to lay down pine straw, right? So I want the done for you service when it comes to that. So the different levels of your business and of your service, which one are you? And you don't want to be all of them, right? You don't think you want to be all of them. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. What is your business? What are your profit margins? And what do you enjoy doing? And maybe, but that's also the extension model. They talked about that, right? I got to get you in the door and then I'm going to upsell you on the, on the done for you service, right? Yeah, and if your service is good, I'm going to use my, my landscaper for, yeah. as an example. So we just moved from Jacksonville to Fleming Island. And um, I sent a text to my landscaper and said, hey, you know, Simon, sorry, we're moving. So December will be the end of the service. We're moving to Fleming Island. And um, he replied and said, we service Fleming Island. That's all he needed to say. I, and I didn't ask him for a quote or anything. Now I know the cost is gonna be more. Uh, number one, the yard is bigger, but number two, because you gotta drive further, but I don't care, I really like them. I don't ask. And, and that's the point when you, when you build a loyal following of customers, it stops being about price. It, right. it, it really does. It's, can you take care of this problem for me? Number one, because I don't even own a lawnmower. I, I made a commitment to myself that I'm not going to cut the lawn anymore. So I don't own a lawnmower. So I don't ever have to fall for that temptation because if my lawn's not cut, I mean, I got to get somebody because I'm not going to go out and buy a lawnmower. Um, and, because it's, it, it's not an effective use of my time. And that's, an, you know, this is kind of an asterisk, but you know, one of the ways to increase your profits in 2021 is to stop doing things. That's not an effective use of your time as well, because, <laughs> you know, that allows you to focus on the things that are an effective use, like your high paying clients. That's, that, that's just, that's a bonus. We, this is three ways to increase profits, but that's a little bonus is to do the things that pay you the most, which would be your A plus activities. Um, but that's for another, another podcast. Know, that's good. Well, my wife just bought, she was having trouble plaster fasciitis, right? Uh, on her foot. So she went to a shoe store here in town right? And the shoes were a little more expensive, right? But she was paying for that extra service of they customized it and readjusted the proper cushioning, right? Whereas you could have bought the same shoes on amazon.com and then she would have had to figure out, you know, they come with three or four insoles and you got to figure out which insole is best or cut or shave one of the insoles. Instead, you know, she went to the shoe store that they adjusted or fitted her with the right stuff and the little wedges in there and you pay a little more for the shoe, you know, for us, it's 25 bucks, but on a hundred dollar shoe and it's now 125, that's $25 of pure profit, you know, whatever that is, 25% extra price increase on their shoes, right? But it's better because you did business with a local business person as well. No, that's what I'm saying. That, that, that That's premium pricing for a premium service. They're selling the same shoes that we could have got on Amazon, but their value added service was we're going to custom fit them for you to adjust the one of the four insoles plus a couple of little wedges. So it's custom fit for you. That's the extra 25 bucks, which is totally worth it, supporting local business. But in them, that didn't really cost them that much more in time, right? No. Maybe a little time, but not a lot of time. It was really an extra $25 that goes right to their bottom line of selling the shoes. I'm using that as another price increase, $25 more for the shoe, but they ought to added a special service, a, a bonus of fitting the shoe to you. Again, do you want the... Jiffy Lube shoe, or do you yeah. want the 
the the yeah. Mercedes shoe, you know. I bought some running shoes off Amazon and they, and they just don't fit right, right? You know, if I would have gone to the shoe store and tried them on, and you know, it's two or three, how did I know? I didn't know that they didn't fit right, but you know, that's part of a, the value of a, a podiatrist, the value of a shoe guy. I'm going, I got a new physical therapist. I got a shoulder problem, I've had a shoulder injury, right? Uh, little more, uh, well, it is a little more expensive. I'm actually paying this out of pocket as opposed to the thing. But the, the, the value added service is, you know, I'm gonna leave you every time with, with exercises that, that you're gonna do between now and the next time you see me, right? And so the value added, then he's educating you on, you know, part of, I didn't know this, and now I'm getting tangent, you know, inflammation, you know, you're achy and as we get older and maybe it's something to do with your diet as opposed to your, you know, I haven't changed my exercise routine, why am I achy, right? Maybe it's something in my diet or what I'm eating. So now, you know, now I'm going to go back and do a little food, uh, uh, categorize my food. And so he can tell me, oh, look, you're eating too much sugar and sugar causes inflammation. And that's, and I'd be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. I don't know anything. I'm not a dietitian. I don't know that stuff. And there are so, doctors who do that very thing, who, who actually do DNA workups on you and then determine what you should be eating based upon your body type. And again, those doctors charge a lot of money to do that. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, Vic. Uh, Biome, there's a service called Biome that does that and tells you what's in your gut and, 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 the, and the probiotics in your gut. And it tells you what you should eat as opposed to what digests better or gels better with your system. It's, you know, I don't know, 300 bucks, uh, very valuable. My point being is that's a differentiator for him as a physical therapist. Now I like him better than, well, I really wasn't going to anybody. I went to somebody you know, back in August, but now I like this one better because there's just a little more value added to it, right? There's a little more, and he's probably a little more expensive than, than the last uh, person I was using. And the flip side of this, this is, this is the first recommendation, which is maximizing your existing margins. Again, on the other side of that, those people are selling their high margin item or, yeah. and, and they're, they're putting you in a position where the value is worth paying the highest margin, you know, and that's, that's where the willingness has to be is, on the customer side is okay i'm willing to pay your margin what do i get what do i get in return i get the value of the, uh, my plantar fasciitis is better i don't have to figure out and walk on these shoes for three weeks to figure out that wasn't the right shoe for yeah. me or those type of things you go to the you go there and they get everything right from the beginning because they understand feet so exactly right. so we can wrap right you know summarize this three basic ways to increase your profits right for 2021 Maximize your existing margins, sell more of the stuff that makes you more money, sell more of the projects that make you more money, right? Stop discounting. We talked about going through your expenses, right? Reduce your fixed and variable costs. 2020 uh, last year was, a, you know, we learned what we can and can do without, right? Let's go through that, go through line by line, your credit card statement, your bank statement. Is it absolutely necessary or not? We talked about other areas where you could um, cut back on and then increase your prices. Go ahead and increase your prices. You could use that as a market strategy where I'm a premium price. If you want it done, you want it done right. Don't call me if you want the cheapest kitchen. Call me if you want the best kitchen, right? So you could be a premium price. We talked about value-added bonuses, both on that um, pricing and on the higher margin, right? Value-added bonuses um, that, that make the perceived value higher, right? Yeah. But where this all fits in, right? This is about profit margins, right? But we've talked about our our five-step profit formula, right? This is just one of those five steps, right? This is about the profits, right? We talked right. about be great uh, if you've got enough clients that you can raise prices on. It's great if you've got enough uh, that you can reduce your expenses. It's great if you can upsell your existing clients, right, by selling more of your higher margin. 
But what you really might need is more leads, you know, more at bats. You really might need to get better at converting the leads you get in front of. You really might need to have more transactions, more upsells and cross-sells. You really might need to have, this was talking about pricing and then profits. That's really what we talked about kind of steps four and five. So this fits in to a five-step profit formula that we talk about all the time, right? That, that, right. that, that you might need. We've talked about what do you need to be successful? What do you need to be successful in 2021? You need three things. You need commitment. You got to commit, be committed to be successful in 2021. You need a roadmap, right? We've got a roadmap and you need uh, support. You need a support and a guide. That's what we are. That's what our mastermind group is, a support, a guide group, right? Those are three things you need to be successful. You need to be committed, you need a roadmap, and you need to have a support system. That's what we provide in our mastermind group. If you're interested, Matt at ProfitabilityMD.com, Dave at ProfitabilityMD.com. The goal is we want to help as many entrepreneurs as we can in 2021. Business is fun. Getting clients is easy. That's literally what we think. For us, it's a formula. For us, it's a process. For us, it's it's a strategy, right? So if you're interested in our mastermind group, reach out to us. It's awesome. Um, interview us if you're a good fit. We'll take you. If you're not a good fit, we'll set you on your way with uh, better information than you had before, a little roadmap of your own, right? Uh, ProfitabilityMD.com. We got the YouTube channel, ProfitabilityMD.com. We got ProfitabilityMD anywhere you find your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, iTunes. I use Overcast personally. So we're off to a good start, man. This is good stuff. So, so increase your profits in 2021. Focus on these three areas to increase your profits and, and see some money go right to your bottom line. Should be a great year, man. Yep. Happy New Year, Matt, and Happy New Year to the audience. And uh, let's make more money this year. All right, buddy. See ya. Take care.